You know, we, we're so used to and accustomed to these guys throwing 99, 100. Up the middle, Harrison robs him but, and throws it wide. It'll be the first hit for Toronto. That's why it's so darn difficult. Pounded to right, That's deep and gone! Home run, Kristen Stewart! Well, hey, how about that? Jordan Zimmerman was excellent. The bullpen did its part. Christian Stewart hit a ball really hard, and the Tigers start their season with a 2-0 win. How about that? That's not bad at all. This is Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Brown, and uh, it is Friday, March 29th. And, of course, the Tigers are off to a 1-0 start, which is uh, better than an 0-1 start. We'll, we'll say that. Before we begin, I would just like to remind you to go ahead and download and rate and subscribe to this podcast and all other fine Locked On Network podcasts like Locked On Pistons and other Locked On Baseball shows uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Spotify, or of course the new podcasting app Himalaya, which is pretty sweet. And uh, use your smart devices. You can tell them to turn on the Locked On Tigers podcast and they will listen to you. You are their commander. But uh, yeah, so we have to talk about Jordan Zimmerman, right? Uh, much maligned, oft injured Jordan Zimmerman, uh, but he was absolutely brilliant yesterday. He kept the Blue Jays hitters off balance all day, needed just 46 pitches to get through five innings, just 55 pitches to get through six innings. This is, it was absurd. And he retired the first 20 batters he faced in order. Uh, yeah, he had a perfect game into the seventh inning, uh, and then he gave up a lousy infield single to Teoscar Hernandez. It was just kind of, it was hit somewhat hard, but it was in the wrong spot. And Josh Harrison made a, a lunging stop and tried to throw him out, but there was no hope. And uh, yeah, it was a shame. But yeah, so he, he got through seven innings on just 70 pitches. And if you listened uh, a couple days ago, you might have remembered that, that it took Matt Moore 70 pitches to get through three innings against the, the Rays. So uh, yeah, Zimmerman was much, much more efficient. Um, his fastball was topped out at like 92. You know, he's not a fireballer anymore, but he got a, a bunch of swings and misses with his curve and his slider and even uh, broke out a changeup, which is like a rare thing. It's like seeing a, an albino dolphin or something. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I was kind of surprised he came out after seven innings, but apparently uh, he didn't ask to come out. But uh, pitching coach Rick Anderson said, hey, if you want to come out, you can. We, uh, we've we got the bullpen ready. And so he said, all right, we'll just put them in. But the bullpen was strong and the Tigers eked it out in 10 innings. And then after the game, the Tigers PR Twitter account, they tweeted out uh, per Elias Sports Bureau, uh, Zimmerman's 6.2 perfect innings was the longest perfect game bid on opening day since April 16, 1940, when Lefty Grove tossed seven perfect innings for Boston versus Washington. So yeah, you, I mean, that's the, the cool thing about baseball. You just never know what you're going to see in a game. It was uh, it was just a masterpiece. The offense, not so much. Uh, you know, there was a lot of talk this offseason about the Tigers cutting down, you know, working a two-strike approach and, and putting the ball in play and cutting down on their strikeouts. And uh, today, 15 strikeouts in 36 plate appearances, 14 of them swinging. At one point, they struck out in seven consecutive at-bats. Uh, so, yeah, maybe back to the lab on that one. I don't know. Keep working on it. Josh Harrison struck out three times. Grayson Griner struck out three times. Kristen Stewart and Mikey Matuk both struck out twice. Ke M Miguel Cabrera struck out once and then hit three really weak grounders. Uh, one of them was a double play. The other one should have been, but uh, Lourdes Gurriel kind of threw the ball wild, wildly the first. So, yeah, the Tigers didn't even get a hit. I mean, that was the other story is Marcus Stroman had a, a no-hitter going, too, in, until uh, there were two outs in the sixth inning. So it was it was a weird dueling no-hitters. There, there, there were a lot of great pitching performances across baseball, so maybe it was just, you know, pitchers being amped up and hitters wanting to swing and, and not having a great uh, 
approach. But anyway, it, the offense wasn't all bad. Jamer Candelario led off the seventh with a line drive that left his bat at 114 miles per hour. Now, that might not mean anything to you without a little context, so here it is. Hitting the ball hard is a skill. You don't accidentally hit the ball 114 miles per hour. It's just uh, something that, that takes a lot of skill. And if you would care to guess how many balls Tigers batters hit at 114 miles an hour or more last year, you can go ahead. The answer is one. It was Miguel Cabrera did it once last year. Only 59 players in all, across all of baseball did that last year. Uh, J.D. Martinez, Jonas Cespedes, Miggy, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Justin Upton, they all did it once. Mike Trout did it six times, Aaron Judge did it 17 times, and Giancarlo Stanton, he did it 42 times. He hits the ball hard. But, uh, no, it's it's a good sign when you see a guy hitting the ball that hard. And, and speaking of which, that home run from Kristen Stewart was a bomb. 108 miles off, uh, 108.8 miles per hour off the bat, and it traveled about 419 feet. Second deck there, it was a no-doubter. Tigers hit uh, 135 homers last year, and just 16 of them went that far, so... Yeah, that's that's a glimpse into what uh, Tigers fans obviously can hope from from Stewart. I think we saw a little bit of everything from him today. We saw that if you can execute your pitches and you know get the breaking ball in under his hands, you can get Stewart out. But if you make a mistake, he can really make you pay. And there's a lot of good pitching in baseball, but not everybody's perfect all the time. So Stewart might be able to do some damage this year on those mistakes. Uh, yeah. So that was that was yesterday's game. A nice two nothing win, ten innings. Uh, and this is the last show for the week. We will be back on Monday. So I figured I'd just do a real quick preview of who the Tigers will be facing uh, for the next three games against the Blue Jays. Tonight's game is Matthew Boyd against Matt Shoemaker. And you may or may not know uh, Matt Shoemaker, uh, but it's, he's a pretty cool story. He's a local guy. He grew up in Trenton, I believe, or he pitched for Trenton High School, and then he pitched at Eastern Michigan for three years. And he wasn't he really wasn't very good at Eastern. He was their closer as a sophomore and was okay. And then they moved him to the starting rotation as a junior, and he gave up 101 hits and struck out just 44 people in 86 innings, which that's not great. That's pretty awful, actually. So he didn't get drafted, but the Angels scouts saw him playing a summer collegiate ball, just the Great Lakes Collegiate League or something like that, and they signed him. They gave him $10,000. And then uh, he kicked around the minors for five years, came up in 2014, or 2013, and then in 2014, he, he started the season in the Angels' bullpen and then got moved into the rotation after some injuries, and he randomly went 16-4 and with a 3.04 ERA. It was this really bizarre, out-of-nowhere, fantastic season. He finished second in the voting for Rookie of the Year, uh, and everybody expected him to regress, and he did. But then he had another a pretty solid year in 2016 until he took a 105-mile-an-hour line drive off the head. And, yeah, I mean, it was a nightmare. He had a fractured skull and a hematoma and all that stuff. But he did get back on the mound, which is always, you know, it's I can't imagine doing something like that, but I guess you just got to do it. But he's also, he struggled with injuries in 2017 and 2018, and the Angels cut him. Uh, but then the Blue Jays signed him for one year and uh, $3.5 million. And so here he is tonight taking on his hometown team. And so that, that's kind of interesting. He's one of the foremost practitioners of the split-finger fastball in baseball. So maybe that's something to look for. Uh, Saturday's game is Spencer Turnbull against Aaron Sanchez. And... Sanchez is one of the most frustrating pitchers in baseball. Uh, he must be super frustrating for Blue Jays fans because he's he's got just this nasty bowling ball sinker, just mid-90s, looks like a nightmare to try to hit. Uh, in 2016, he was one of the best pitchers in, in the American League, but he's been hurt the last couple of years, and he's been dealing with blister issues, which sounds like really lame, but you have to imagine if, if you're a pitcher and you're throwing the ball 100 times, 
that blister keeps opening, and it just can ruin your entire season. So the Blue Jays are really hoping for some big things from him this year, and he's given the Tigers some trouble in the past, so that's something to look for. And then finally, Sunday is a matchup between Tyson Ross, one of the new ads for the Tigers this year, and Trent Thornton, who I had to look up. And it turns out he'll be making his MLB debut. Uh, he was a fifth-rounder from the Houston Astros. He came to the Blue Jays in a trade for infielder Ledmus Diaz. And I looked at his Thornton's minor league numbers are garbage. Not garbage. That's mean. They just weren't great. They, they weren't what you would expect from a, uh, a, a potential major league pitcher. But apparently he's got a good, solid, like low to mid-90s fastball and a curve with just a ton of spin on it, like one of the highest spin rates in baseball, which is not surprising. That's what the Astros go after. Uh, so, you know, if you're one of those cynical types who always feels like the Tigers get owned by a pitcher you've never heard of and, you know, TBA, well, this game's for you. And you know what else is for you? A blue chew. Let's do it. Let's let's have that talk. The birds and the bees. Let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, now here's my question. What kind of monster wants to get amorous with a full stomach? Like, seriously, you just ate like a pound of lasagna... And you think now is the perfect time to break out the old human hat rack? That just seems really strange to me. But it's possible with Blue Chew, so always remember that. Uh, Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And as always, I thank them very much for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, so yeah, we'll move on to a little bit. Uh, the minor league rosters were announced today for the Tigers. And I'm not going to go through each one because, uh, you know, there's a lot of players in there who, who you probably don't particularly care about. But there is some some interesting and good talent at each level. Uh, so we'll start in Toledo, the AAA with the Mudhens. And, and there you have Daz Cameron, Willie Castro, and Bo Burrows, who are all ranked in the Tigestown Top 10. You know, when I did that list the other day, or the, making the comparisons, they were all in there. And Kyle Funkhauser is also there. And some other interesting players in the outfield. Uh, down in uh, Erie in AA, they have Matt Manning, their number one pick from a few years back, and Isaac Paredes, uh, and former first-rounders Alex Fado and Derek Hill. Should be pretty exciting to see uh, those guys play. Down in Lakeland, high A, the Flying Tigers, they have uh, last year's top overall pick, Casey Mize. I'm sure people want to get out and see him. And they have a bunch of other 2018 draft picks, including uh, third-rounder Cody Clemens and... Tarek Skubal and Brock Dethridge, fan favorite. Uh, I tweeted out about how fast Brock Dethridge was the other day and got like a thousand likes, so people seem to like him. Uh, yeah, and then down in West Michigan, you can see Winsel Perez, the, the shortstop, and last year's second round pick, Parker Meadows, who might have the highest ceiling of anybody in the system. And then there's a couple really interesting young pitchers in Carlos Guzman and Wilkel Hernandez. Uh, so yeah, it should be a fun year of watching the minors, and I will definitely do my part to keep you updated. Uh, if you don't particularly care that much, I'll at least uh, let you know who, who you might want to know about in the future. And finally, today, I got a listener question from my friend Rachel, 
And she asked me, what was the worst move in Tiger's history, money-wise and return-wise? So this, this felt appropriate when she asked me because Zimmerman was starting. And uh, you know, a lot of people think that he, his deal is one of the worst in Tiger's history. But, of course, he went out and was outstanding this year. And he's still got it this year and next year left, so maybe he can turn it around. Uh, but And this is a question that's really probably best for uh, Roger, who I had on yesterday, because he's more into the Tiger's history. But there are uh, at least a handful of bad deals I can think of in the recent history. So uh, let's just go back like a decade or so. And and the Tigers, they traded for Gary Sheffield, and they extended him two years and $14 million. So they ended up paying him about $35 million total to get about 2.8 war. Uh, And they cut him with a year left on his deal was you know 14 million dollars remaining that wasn't i mean that was decent production it just uh, at the time it felt kind of strange and then the other one that that around then that people were really upset about was when they traded jair jurgens for edgar renteria and renteria was not great you know nothing was great in that 2008 season but he he put up 1.1 war in his lone season to detroit while jurgens went to atlanta and produced almost seven war in his two seasons there but then he fell apart, basically. That was about it for his career. So it was a bad deal, but it's not one that haunts you forever. Um, the one that haunts people forever, of course, is the John Smoltz-Doyle Alexander deal, but I, want, I don't want to hear about that. And here here we go. The Tigers signed Mike Pelfrey for $16 million over two years and got .5 war of production from him, and they cut him after one year. That same offseason, signed Mark Lowe for $11 million and got negative 0.4 or 0.4 war for him. So that was, uh, what, it was $27 million, and you got basically zero production from those two guys. That was bad. And then there's the uh, the ill-fated Alfredo Simone trade. Before the 2015 season, the Tigers traded infielder Eugenio Suarez for one year of Alfredo Simone, who was a career reliever who got moved to the rotation and lucked into, and I, I mean lucked, he got lucky, lucked into a good season as a starter and an all-star bid. The Tigers traded for him, and he sucked. He was he put up a 5.05 ERA and 1.4 WAR in 187 innings. Meanwhile, since 2015, Suarez has put up 10 plus WAR for the Reds. Uh, in that same time span, the only Tigers hitter who was better uh, was Ian Kinsler. So hooray for that. Uh, but and as much as this one pains me, I think the worst deal in terms of bang for your buck has to be the re-signing of Victor Martinez in 2015. Uh, yeah, he's, he basically had a career year in 2014 at the age of 35, and, and all your models now would say don't do it. But, of course, Mr. Illich was loyal and liked his stars. So the Tigers re-signed him to a four-year deal, $17 million in years apiece, or $17 million each year, so $68 million. And in those four seasons, he produced negative 3.5 war for the Tigers. And that uh, wasn't great at all, obviously. And hooray for ending on a down note, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I do appreciate Rachel for asking me the question. I, I always love any questions I get from you guys, and it's, it helps me, uh, you know, think of some interesting things. So thanks for listening this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the shows. Uh, I'm open to taking any suggestions and any comments and anything like that. Just hit me up on Twitter at uh, at Lockdown Tigers or at Chris Brown zero nine one four or email me at uh, Lockdown Tigers at Gmail. And I remind you again to just go ahead and like and subscribe on all the various podcast networks. And yeah, enjoy your weekend and I'll see you on Monday.